Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Well, just like we all read it up, the uh, Flyers, uh, they lost tonight. You know, I, I don't want to say that I, uh, I spent how many years as a teacher saying peer pressure is bad, don't give in to peer pressure, and I, I was going to pick the Ducks, and then I believed you, and I believed Dan, and I changed my opinion, and I will tell you it will never happen again. Until next time. Uh, welcome into the Press Row Show. Post game, Flyers uh, fall 7-4. to, seven to four. Welcome to your therapy session. Um, by all means, if you're out there, and you're frustrated with the result of this day game, as a lot of people are, as they leave the Wells Fargo Center, as they leave Assembly Row, as they leave the sports book. Uh, if you are frustrated, let us know in the comments below over on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Bundy, the game uh, got away from this team early on. They clawed back a few. Um, second period, they clawed back a few. The game opened up. And then in the third, things just got kind of weird. Was this just a case where you had two bad hockey teams playing well, a, playing an open game and th weird things happen? I think so. I mean, I don't want to say the, they're not a bad team. I mean, Anaheim's trying to turn the corner like the Flyers a little bit, but they're two teams in the same predicament. Uh, Anaheim just having to pick picked a little bit higher uh, in the draft, but it's just this is a game for me where I just don't like the way the Flyers started. Yeah. I don't like the way they even responded. I mean, they did once, got two goals, and I, you know, as I said at the end of the second period, I thought if they ended up kind of checking yeah. and putting a little bit of energy into the beginning, I really thought that they certainly could have been there to tie the game. And they did score two more goals. Problem is, is that they just had no way to answer for Anaheim. And, you know, that's not a team you should have to worry about answering for. Like, it's, you know, if you play the game the right way and the Flyers had played the game the right way, they would have had an opportunity to get another a, a point at least in a game like this. Because Anaheim comes off feeling good. They beat Boston the other night. Uh, so they have a little bit of, of feeling good um, sentiment with their whole hockey team. But for me, I just didn't like what the Flyers did. This was about the Flyers today, and they just didn't respond. And, and it's going to – listen, I'm not sitting here bashing them. It's going to happen. I mean, every yeah. good team, any team – I mean, it, listen, and they are a rebuild. We need to remember who they are yeah. at the same time. You know, like they were playing like a juggernaut the other night, beat Minnesota. They've had a great stretch at home. They played awesome in Vegas. But – this is a frustrating loss, as we're seeing right there, uh, because I think people thought they were going one way, and I don't want people to be negative and think that this is going to totally derail everything because mm -hmm. I don't believe it will. But it's certainly eye-opening in a sense because the Flyers got away from the things that they did well that gave them early season success. It's a game that kind of snaps you back to reality a little bit, right? Like, yeah. And, and again, we, we don't want to skew heavily negative here, nor do we want to be all rainbows and smiles and act like, you know, this is an aberration and, and or an aberration and this is just going to be something that's a, a one-off and that they're going to get back to, you know, winning, I don't know, like getting six out of their next eight points kind of thing consistently, right? But when you look at what the team is and you think back to what the entire mission of the season is, it's a rebuild. There are going to be bad performances. I think the thing that's frustrating, if you're a Flyers fan out there and let us know in the comments below, is Anaheim's not a good team. Like, they're not, they're not one of the elite teams. I think if you get your doors blown off by, like, an Edmonton who has the top-end talent or you get your doors blown off by a team that, like, a Tampa, then you say, all right, like, clearly the disparity yeah. in talent, or like a Colorado, the talent disparity is so big 
of course you're going to have a rough game. Yeah, but well, if it's mean, happened against Anaheim, like, I don't know. Uh, that, that's a little bit tough but, to swallow. But it happens for us. I mean, look at Colorado against Pittsburgh. It was last night or the night before. I mean, they lost 4 yeah. nothing. How's Pittsburgh yeah. going to shut out Colorado? And sure. they did. So I just say, like, you know, you look around at the league and things happen, and it's going to be nights that are just not your night, no matter how prepared you are to go out and play good. Um, I just think the Flyers should never, ever, this team should never um, – um, underestimate anybody. Yeah, that's they're not the team to do that. And, and to be honest with you, in in the game, I thought Anaheim was kind of the same. Like they 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 weren't anybody to sit on a lead. Um, they added to what they had, but you know, again, they're a lot like the Flyers and redeveloping, trying to grow some players with some mixed in veterans. Um, not a good team, but they were good enough today. I think the weird thing now, uh, as you kind of look at where the team has been and the kind of results that they've been able to put together, this one is just a disappointment. I think it's just it, from, from start to finish, the way that they fell behind early like they did, and it, it almost felt like any time they clawed back a goal or two, they just it, any kind of momentum they felt like they were building, even in the building, they, they just gave it, they gave it right back. They had nothing. Right. Yeah. And they got the goal back, and that just tells you that, yeah, we got a couple goals in, and then, but there was no push after that. didn't feel like there was the energy that was pulling them into that third goal. As a matter of fact, they gave everything back to Anaheim. Um, I see somebody commenting on Farabee has five points in the last five games. That's great for the player, but I didn't really notice him until the end of the game tonight. Like, he scored that, that, that shot wide. I mean, that's great. You're going to pad your stats, but meat and potatoes of the game, we didn't see a whole lot of that today. And I thought Bobby Brink did, did not follow up from his game the other night the way that we'd seen him play. He was had an off night tonight, too. Yeah, which is frustrating, too, because it's we— It's going to happen. You know, it feels like all the guys that we were giving kudos to pregame— uh, ended up not having great games tonight, and the of guys, course. the guys that we've been kind of like pumping the tires for, you know, they've uh, didn't have didn't have great showings tonight. Um, we're gonna go to Ant in a bit. He's uh, down in the locker room after last game. We had Bobby Brink for an interview. Typically, just to give people an idea, pull the curtain back a little bit on how things work down in the media area. Typically, after a win, players are available. After a close loss, usually players are available uh, for one-on-ones. I think tonight, or today, God, it's, it's the afternoon. I think today we're going to get a locker room report from Ant where he's going to go in the scrum and do the scrum stuff and then give us a general feeling of, of what the locker room no, is like. After no player likes to do interviews after games, and that's kind of the way it's always been. So if anybody knew me doing TV and radio, if the Flyers lost, we don't get an interview unless it's a terrific game and something at the end. Yeah. Anytime a loss happens, it's really you don't get as much media availability for both the broadcasts, like the broadcast streams. Yeah, so we'll, we will get to, to him in a bit. Um, we've got this. We can't have our tasty cakes and eat them too, although someone put a tether on Arison. So let's talk about him. Yeah. Seven goals. He was not good today. Yeah. Uh, how many of these goals would you say? Uh, you don't need to actually quantify that with like a specific number, but how much of this falls on, on him and how much falls on the team in front of him? Because there, there were some somewhat boneheaded plays that led to multiple goals. Um, sure, there are some that you probably want to have your goalie still stop, but like, would you say it was like close to 50-50? I know it's an odd number, but like, was it close to half were on him? Would you say more of them fell on him than on the team? Was it just a bad performance overall, and you can't really say Tur it was just Urson? Like turnovers, nothing, nothing good comes from turnovers, and the Flyers had way too many in the middle of the ice from good players. Sanheim, Konechny, and when anything comes back in transition, I'm always willing to lay off the goalie. Now, should he have stopped them a couple? Probably. He hasn't played, like you know, since last week, and and he was in. Was it the Dallas game last Friday uh, night? I think. Saturday, was it Saturday? Friday or anyway. So he was. 
Yeah, so when he, and now this is only his second game. So listen, I don't want to like just you know throw everything at the kid because and he didn't play a lot in preseason. Either. He did they, not. They, got, they gave Hart a lot of look. Uh, they, like, um, I don't yeah. think he's been put in a, in, a, in an advantageous position. Neither goaltender on either team today was very good. Yeah. There was backups going, and uh, and I think that when you look at this game in a nutshell, the Flyers had a bad start. They were not able to recover. And I'm still trying to figure out why you're laughing right now. There's a there's a funny comment because remember we like to go to the comments as much. We, as we, I, can. we, we, are we the love most interaction. Yeah, we're the we most do. interactive post game show. Also, the number one rated post game show here uh, at Wells Fargo Center for Flyers games. I don't know if you knew that or not. What's that? The number one rated post game show. Is oh, the press row show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, we people, love people listening. are saying it. Yeah, they're just. Come, saying, I mean, come listen to us. Yeah. turn off everyone else. Come listen but to us, Brian. I'm pretty sure Brian is being sarcastic here. I think. He, yeah. I think. I hope we didn't do that. Brian, if you're not, um, we we might encourage you to get a little bit of uh, anger management help there. But I think I think this is sarcastic. Brian yeah. says, "I just smashed my TV in front of 30 guests at my party because of the game. This team has ruined my life and my party." Can't handle this anymore. Goodbye, Philadelphia Flyers. I'm no Did longer he watch that. the Phillies? Oh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, if your TV survived that, yeah, right. then, uh, then I know you're lying to me right that's, now. If that's you're that exactly right. Nah, so Brian, I think, is joking. Um, I sure hope so. I, I would certainly uh, certainly hope. Um, now, this is an interesting point by Rob, and he's not the first person to bring this up, about sending Arison down to get some playing time helps the rebuild. They've been carrying three goalies. Since the start of the season, which is just a weird thing to do, right? Um, now, we we can say this: there were murmurs in the off season and last trade deadline that teams had reached out to the Flyers about a potential move for a Carter Hart, and so we have hypothesized for quite some time: is it possible that they're carrying three goalies because they could eventually look to move Carter Hart? And hand the reins off to Urson. Even if that's not the case, carrying three goalies is weird. Uh, you, they, they seem to be worried that if they would put Sandstrom on waivers that they would lose him. They could send Urson down. At this point, given how little time he's had to play and how sparse it's been, do you think that they could send him down to give him more reps, to give him more time? Or, or is this just the life of a backup goalie in the NHL and he needs to learn how to handle it? You can't swing a cat around by its tail and not hit a goalie in this Flyers organization right now. That's true. There's enough of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's not an animal cruelty thing. That's not. An important <laughs> note that, that the, uh, the, the fine folks at Snow the Goalie do not support swinging cats by their tail. We do not. But <laughs> I'm just saying is that there's – my point is that there's not a lot of room you walk in a locker without another goaltender being around. Sure. And that's the case. They sign a lot of them. They – I don't know if there's a forecasting move on management's part in terms of what they have, what they're hoping turns out. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess whatever the, the top limit of goalie tenders you're allowed to have is probably not a bad thing. Yeah. Because then you get a feel for what you, what you have out there. I, I don't – I'm not sure about sending a, the guy down to the minors because I, I think when you're there, you know, like when you bring a, goal, a backup goalie, a backup goalie wants to feel like he's as much part of the team too, then, oh, we got to go get reps in the minors. So in his mind, he's an NHL goalie that's just a backup and earned that spot. That's that's tough. I don't. I'd have to. I'd like to talk to the Flyers goalie coach about that or your management about sentiment about how. You ever get a guy who's not your ultimate number one just to go down to the minors? You know, I, I don't know. It'd have to be an emergency, I would think. Yeah. Unless, yeah. So yeah. I, and maybe not. I'm not sure Urson's contract status or how they sign him. What ever age. So if someone knows that, feel free to share it. I I like what uh, Vinit put here. Um, 
being upset and frustrated should only be when expectations far exceed outcomes. It's a rebuild. Dud game should be part of yeah. the expectation. I think that's probably fair. Well, well how, yeah. How, how can you get upset? Like, I, just in theory, it's a, it's a rebuilding team. Like, how do you get that upset about a loss in a rebuild? Yeah. Well, and again, like we were told coming in, so we've been we've been treated to some good hockey, to some good wins, to some great efforts. Yeah. And I think that we all have to remember that this is kind of the way it's going to go sometimes. You know, and I mean, I, I think it's disappointing. I think there's an there's it's it's a little bit more infused because uh, of Anaheim, right? They're just not a good team. They they were awful last year. They they're limited in their talent. They have some good you know good young players, Leo Carlson and, and uh, Zegras and uh, Troy Terry. Uh, you know, they're offensive threats. But Toronto obviously tonight had himself a night. Um, but they're a patchwork team in a lot of ways, and I think they're trying to find their way too, is in a, in a rebuild of getting guys together. And trying to to find that symmetry as well. So you got to be ready. I mean, the Flyers have to be ready um, on a nightly basis to compete hard. And you just they yeah. cannot take a night off. All right. So this game clearly didn't go the way that they wanted it to. We look ahead because there are a lot of games uh, coming up, including multiple home games. We're in the midst of a uh, a pretty impressive stretch here of games. They played Thursday. They played today. They're playing Monday again, and then they're back at it on Wednesday as well. They have they have the uh, Hurricanes on yeah. Monday, and they've got the Sabres on Wednesday. Do you expect, is there a chance here that Tortorella gives Arison another game? No. Again, with the idea of like getting in the swing, or no. you think they're going back to Hartford? Both? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's my, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. If I'm Torts, I'm like, well, listen, I played the guy in a game that you play a backup in. Play him against a team that picked second last year is coming around, and you're you're in the middle of a busy schedule. Yeah. Early in the year, games every other night. Uh, this was a good spot to put the backup goaltender. Do I see him playing against uh, uh, you know a very good Carolina team and an up and coming Buffalo team? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe they're wrong. Maybe something happens. There's fatigues involved, but I I would play, I would play hard both those games. Um, there are some concerns. I think when you look at this game, we talked about how last game Sanheim looked fantastic, looked confident. Looked like a guy who was kind of regained his confidence in his form. Uh, there were some not excellent plays out there. Defe- defense, like it's rare to get a defense but just play repeatedly good every night. Yeah, because there's just too much coming at you. Too many pucks get turned over. You're you're asked to do a lot, and and I'm telling you, like I've been there. You're, you have nights where you just get exposed, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's it's nothing. There's no precision involved. There was a bad turnover to start the game. Uh, kind of chased a little bit after that, and, and that's what happens. You know, you chase. You end up. This is a team too, and we, we. I should say this: they are not suited to come back in hockey games. Yeah. Like this is a team that you know is going to be much better suited with a lead. It's, it sounds like it's stating the obvious. It's not. This is a team that has to have a lead. They're not a team like Vegas or someone else that's in the past fall behind a goal, yeah. and they could just rally back with their skill. They can't. They're much much better suited having leads at any time. But that's so, not going to happen, Russ. No, and and you know what? I think there was a, a comment down here that I think also is, is probably uh, fair, too. This one's by uh, Peter, who I believe was in Norway, if I remember correctly. Um, sucking now doesn't hurt as much now as it did the last couple of seasons. A lot more losing ahead of us, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. So I think this, again, comes back to that expectations versus outcomes, right? When you know that the bar has been set really low yep. in terms of what to expect this season, you're pleasantly surprised when they go toe-to-toe with better teams. Yes. And when you have a game like this, I think the only people who are really genuinely probably bummed about this result 
are the ones who paid to come to the game today, especially if you're somebody who just bought tickets based on how they've played so far to this point in the season. Yeah. Because this isn't indicative of what we've seen to this point. Uh, not really, not at all. I mean, it's this is really. I mean, after the Ottawa game was a game number two. I mean, they you know they had a they had a rough um, a rough game against Ottawa on the road, and and that was Ottawa's home opener. It happens. Um, Tonight was kind of, I guess, the first kind of like stink ball we've seen here in Philly, and um, it won't be the last. But I, you know, again, they they put a template out of how to play well, how to compete here in this building, and get the fans behind them. Yep. Uh, afternoon games too. I'm t- <laughs> that's another one too. Every team is different with from year to year with afternoon games. Some teams play great, other teams they're not as great, and that believe me, it's a factor. Anaheim sure looked at today. Flyers may evaluate what they're what they need to do uh, in preparation for afternoon games. How hard is it? Uh, I want to go back to to Sanheim for a second. So after playing as well as he did, and, and today not great. Um, other than just that, the old adage of you try to like let it go past and you just try to shake it off. What do you do to try to get back to confidence? Is it really just as simple as saying, "All right, I suck today," or like I, I just didn't do my best today, and I I'm going to put the right foot forward? I think it's always having an understanding who you are as a player and then, you know, knowing what you're good at and getting back to keeping things simple. It, mistakes happen. It's part of the game. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, this game is a reactionary game to mistakes yeah. in, every, in every facet and every zone. So, I mean, listen, if I'm Sanheim, go out and do what he does well. Skate, move the puck, get up the ice, do a good job in the corners, get the puck out. That's it. Yeah. And just do that every night. And you're going to make mistakes. Some nice pucks are going to bounce off your stick. They're going to hit you. They're going to go on someone else's and bad things are going to happen. That's part of the game. There's one guy that we haven't really talked about that um, we were kind of talking about, and you and Ant especially were talking about um, during the period. Cam York. I I don't know what to think about Cam York. He doesn't jump off the page statistically. He doesn't jump off uh, the ice from this vantage point where a lot of guys who are making strides do. He, he's just kind of there. I'm not saying he's bad. Not saying obviously that he's great. Is it concerning that he isn't popping at all? Uh, that, he, that he's largely um, not noticeable. He, you know, it's funny. Anthony made a good point too. He said, you know, he's a Southern California kid. They're kind of laid back. He does need to. Um, and again, he's young. You know, like I, I remember going back there. You're going to make mistakes, and you're going to you're going to learn from it. But he does need, I think, to take a little bit bigger bite. Yeah. Uh, you. you and again, he's his playing here at home too, especially against top team lines. So I'm willing to work with him, like in terms of where he's at in, in, in his development. Like I'm waiting patiently, but at the same time, he I think he be, tries to be safe sometimes in spots where he just. You're right. I like the word pop. Yeah, he's not popping off like to us. Like when I watch the game, it's not like he's really noticeable. Yeah. And, you know, he's a first-round pick. But, again, that could be sometimes – like, I don't want to say it, Russ. You asked me a question. Sometimes when you don't notice the defenseman, it's actually a good thing. Yeah. But I but I agree with you. I don't think that's the case here. It's just weird. Like, it, I don't know. I don't come away from these games feeling horribly negative about the guy and his performance. But, right. But at no point – I mean, legitimately, at no point this season has he made a play or multiple plays in a game where I've said, like, all right, there we go. Like, there – there's the guy they hoped that they were getting when they drafted him in the first round. It just, and again, like maybe you don't need that. Like maybe not every guy is meant to be. He doesn't have to be flashy, right? But I almost view it like the popping thing is almost like is he impactful? And right now, there's nothing that's impactful about his play. 
at, at certain nights he does some better things. With the game like today, he you didn't I didn't even notice. Like he didn't was not he was not a noticeable player on the ice today. Yeah. There was a lot of non noticeable players on the non-noticable. ice. Non noticeable. Is that the uh, Yeah, that's a word. That is actually some word. People say you are non noticeable. Yeah. I'm yeah. just checking in here with Ant really quick because uh I think he wants to try to stream the Torts, the Torts press conference. Okay. Um, but I don't know how far away he is from doing that. Um, let me throw one more guy to you. We saw Travis, Ken- you know, you mentioned Farabee that he picked up uh, some garbage time scoring. Mm-hmm. Konechny. Konechny got back on the board. Um, there were a few wonky plays in this game. He collided early on with Scott Lawton on the ice. Um, he ends up scoring still seems to be like he's kind of finding his form. He's still finding confidence. He didn't disappear in this one. Um, is there anything that you can take away from this game about Travis Connecting? Um, he's the thing with Connecting now, he's got money in the bank. Yeah. So like he's a guy that the coach can rely on. I, I don't think he had a great game today. He had a horrible turnover. I think was it the fifth goal by Anaheim? It was really bad. Where the Zegris goal where he came yeah. back in, it was it like so that was I mean it happens, but yeah. You know, again, he comes up on the score sheet, though. He's got a pair of goals, and maybe it, it washes out a little bit of that sour taste. But playing well uh, doesn't mean goal scoring all the time. It yeah. means, you know, you're doing a lot. If you can add to it with, with some of the good things he's done, it's great. But, um, yeah, I, he didn't have a great – you know what? Nobody had a great day today. I can't yeah. think of one guy that had an unbelievably great, great hockey game today from where we were the other night. And, yeah. Um, Anaheim did. Anaheim actually played well in this game. I'll give them credit. And they responded when they had to deal with adversity. Yeah. So Ant is trying to get <laughs> – Ant right now is uh, is like when you try to teach a parent or a grandparent how to how to flip their camera. I'm, I'm 95% sure that Ant is trying to use his front-facing camera to, uh, to film torts, which is going to be hilarious. Now, I will tell you that if you're here on the Press Row Show, you will hear John Tortorella before you'll hear him on TV. And I think probably before you'll hear him on radio. So if you really want to hear what Torts has to say, which is supposed to happen here momentarily, um, by all means, stick around. Um, let's look ahead to the two games coming. All right, let's see this. Uh, Raymond Supper says, Tortorella is looking for leaders in the room to step up and hold other players to play up to standards. That's what coaches on winning teams do. We talked about the idea of like he might have tore the the paint off the walls uh, in the first intermission, but um, I would hope he didn't do that. I mean, yeah. the teams come, you know, for the effort that they put into the year. And listen, today was an egg, and they laid an egg today. Uh, I'm curious to see what he has to say, but I can't imagine it'll be, yeah. I think he'll be torts. He'll be torts today. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't know if this is gonna work with Anthony. He's. We could have sent intern Andrew down with him. And Ant decided that he wanted to go at his own. Let's look ahead real quick. We're, we're going to give Anthony another minute before we give up on him. Yes. Let's look ahead to the two games coming up. Carolina, very good team. Buffalo, you mentioned, on, on the come up. Uh, I'm not looking for score predictions right now. You get a couple days off. You try to wash the bad taste out of your mouth mm-hmm. with this one. How do you think they'll react? And how do you think they may or may not rebound? Uh, against Carolina on Monday. Well, Carolina's a team, you know, they've had a like okay start, but I know if, I just know my old teammate Rod Brindamore is going to want more from them and they're going to be looking for teams that like they feel they can probably pick off as well with the amount of talent that they have. 
So they're going to come in here. They're going to be prepared to play a game. They're going to look at what the Flyers did in this one, and the Flyers will look at what Carolina did in their last game as well. But this is a game tomorrow where they have to be um, – or, or, excuse me, Monday, where they just got to be ready. Carolina is a good team. They've had playoff runs the last few years, and I think this is an opportunity for the Flyers to get back on the horse again. Sometimes when you lose a game, the best thing you can do is play a great game the next game. In yeah. fact, it always is. You know, there's always the adage in sports, especially pro sports, never two in a row, guys. We don't ever lose two in a row. Yeah. And keep that attitude, and then you're fine. Did we th- find this guy yet? So I'm, I'm looking at what he's doing. Anthony knows that he's going to try to get the video of Tortorella. Does he sit in the front row to get the video? No. He sat in, like, the third row. And I think I just saw it. That was either Kimmelman or Marcus. I think that was Kimmelman. Just sat in front of him. And now I think he's panicking that he's not going like, to have to hold it up and over. Listen, I love this. I think this is great because now we get to have this, this moment with Ant. He's, somebody just shove him out, elbow him out of the way? I think he should. I Maybe think we'll send, somebody we'll did, yeah. send, send uh, intern Andrew down there. Um, I think a good result against Carolina, all things considered, is you come back, you play that hard-nosed style, you try to ramp things back up. And, yeah, if you lose – if you lose on Monday, but it's a 3-2 game, but you bust it, and that's you getting back on the horse, and that's you getting yourself squared away, that's not a bad result. Um, but as we look back at, at where this team is now and what they've done so far, um, I know this will be a topic when we do the regular Snow the Goalie <laughs> show this week, but we're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, no. Kyle Creeman says... Uh, can, <laughs> Pinto covered on over goal scored today as well. At least someone's happy with today's result. <laughs> We're not joking about gambling. However, I can't stop. Do we know? Jeez. Do we know? Um, Morgan Fr- is Morgan Frost going to be in the lineup? He's got to go back in. You could. There's there's six, seven forwards you could take out to put him in if you're doing it by the way it goes, by how you play. Yeah. So I yeah I mean listen would, would Forster if, be the guy that you'd take out? Do you do I, a little bit of shuffling? No, we waited. He actually lined his cards up well now. Torts. Yeah. See, what happened was before is that the only guy that you were saying you could take out is is, is um, Forster to put Frost in. Yeah. Now he's got options. That's so you're true. not going to tick one guy off anymore. You've got plenty oh, of – you've got three or go. four I think, options. I think we got Torts. Two-game sample size. The thing you think Sam can do is kind of stay sharp right. He's kind of adjusting to the Stop level. right there. Don't blame Sam for this. He's part of it. But it's easy to, to look at the goaltender and throw it all at him. Not a chance. That's a team effort tonight. We talked to uh, Travis Konechny. He said what frustrated him was the flat start. Is that kind of where your head's at coming after this game? No, I don't, because I don't think we were flat. I, I, I thought we had really good energy. We whip on one, ends up in our net. Throw the puck out of the building, they score on the power play. And the whole complexion changes, because I, I thought we had a good start. I thought they were going to two or three good saves. Uh, we give them a free one uh, when we fan on a pass. And, score on the power play. Then we're chasing. I, I, I thought we were coming, bang, coming, bang. But we were just really disjointed as far as uh, sustaining our energy. John, uh, Connecty was pretty hard on himself about the turnover on the, I think, fifth goal. Um, I it was just, you guys were at shorthanded. And is that a tough play where I think he's trying to maybe make something Where he's trying happen? to get to lots? Yeah. You know, those plays worked a few nights ago when we scored three, right? So there was a lot, and, and that's what I'm saying to you. There was a lot of almost plays that didn't work tonight. Uh, a couple of plays in the power play, trying to get it to a guy, they knock it down. Uh, things didn't work. Uh, but, he, you know, 
which Sam had to go through a little bit with the bronze cheers out there, bullshit. That that does not, the game does not fall on one guy on the goal. It, 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 it belongs to all of us. With, with Sam, he's obviously a guy who throughout his career is, is used to being the starter. He only got three games this month because of the way things played out, including the preseason game. What, I guess, does he need to do to make sure that he's at his sharpest, even if he's not playing as often as that, That's part of the growth for him as a young man. How uh, how you can get into a rhythm in the games when you don't play a whole bunch of them. Uh, I got a pretty good goalie in Carter Hart, who's in great shape. And, uh, Carter is our number one guy. Uh, it, 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 and I think I got one of the better goaltending coaches in the league. That's something they have to work through to try to figure out how to uh, stay in some sort of rhythm with your practice habits to get ready. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't think Urs was good, but we're not blaming everything on him. But for him, he, he, he's a unique guy for me because I think he'll rebound. I think, I've said it to you guys many times, I, I think he's got a mental... Uh, a mental awareness and toughness, I, he'll bounce back. When he plays again, I don't know. Uh, but that's, that is a learning curve for him as far as being the number two guy. I'm not gonna go here alternating goalies back and forth to get him in rhythm. I got a pretty good guy in Carter Hart. He's gonna play a bulk of them, and Nurse is just gonna try to get himself ready for his start. So kind of following up on the, the idea of a learning curve, you guys obviously have three goalies right now. I have Felix still here. Is this a situation where you know, you wouldn't really even consider sending Sam down to get more regular starts because you want him to learn how to be an NHL backup and how to adjust and deal with the situation? Because that's where he is right now. I don't see Sam supplanting Hartsey as our number one guy. He's going to be our backup goalie. So he's got to figure it out this way. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, you know, he struggled in Dallas a little bit, but had a really good third period. I, I, I just... I don't want to forecast. I think he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. I, I think he has that uh, that type of mentality. John Owen Tippett had a couple chances early. Are you happy with the chances he's getting, or do you, would you like to see him start capitalizing a little bit more? Well, you know, I I, I think Tip has been a little uneven, uh, having the puck, losing the puck, uh, scoring chances, uh, but more and more he's getting more scoring chances. Uh, hopefully more go in than they have. Uh, I, I think the biggest part of Tip's game is I just want to see him protect the puck more, better. I think he'll have it more. Uh, some really good shifts tonight, some shifts that weren't good. I think he's been uneven, uh, but he'll find his way. There were long stretches today where you had a lot of puck possession, a lot of forecheck. Um, obviously, the result didn't go the way you went, but are there positives you can keep building from that area? Yeah, I, I like our team. I do. I, I I like the way we're making plays. Uh, uh, we're not going to uh, we're not going to throw things away in how we're trying to prepare these guys because we still have a struggle, a little bit of a struggle tonight. Uh, we're going to keep on trying to push the offense. We're not going to go into a a defensive shell because we get seven scored on us tonight. I like the way some some guys are opening up the ice and taking a chance making plays. Turn some over tonight. They end up in our net. Uh, we'll turn some over in our next game because I want us to take a chance because I think our team needs to learn how to score more goals. Last, one. Last game you talked about 
having to face adversity a little bit, like the, this team, how will they respond when they face adversity? Does being aggressive like that, continu- continually be aggressive like that, allow them maybe to respond to adversity a little bit better? As, as far as... And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I want us to have, uh, I want us to develop that type of identity as far as, uh, you know, I, I saw us come, you know, it was 4 nothing and bang, bang, we score a couple, you know, and then you, you start feeling it. I, I, I tell you, a big point of that game was when it's 4-2, to two, we scored two, we ended up with a power play, and the power play sucked. And it deflated us a little bit. Yeah. What if you score a goal in that power play? Uh, so you're, you're kind of close in that area, but I just, I, I think it's a good group. I, uh, you know, uh, we, we play a pretty good team Monday. I'm not sure what happens, but I know that we'll be ready to play. And uh, uh, these are all things, that as we go to the growth of this team, that come your way, and this is what we have to pay attention to, how we handle situations. But I think they'll have an aggressive mindset come Monday. Thanks, We're back here yeah. on the Press Row Show. There were some interesting comments there by one John Tortorella. Well, I think the one, like, you know, and again, it's this guy's going to stick up for his team. And to say about Urson, like, that it was BS that the fans gave him the Bronx cheers. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, like, the guy's in there trying to play. He's not a guy who's been here forever, you know. And, and you don't want to rattle somebody like that. Like, did he have a bad day? He did. And Torch is sticking up for him. But the team didn't play great. And, uh, unfortunately, the the, the goal is you know, left hung out the dry at the end of it by just about everybody because it's always easy to blame a goalie. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, also the most positive. I've heard him talk about Carter Hart in quite a while and then also saying that he doesn't see Erson um, supplanting Carter Hart at any point as the number one guy. Um, you know, you go back a year, he was much more effusive in his praise of Erson than he was Hart, which – then you started to see the numbers getting a little bit closer in terms of you know who was starting which games. It seems like he does believe that Hart is the guy. Of course he does. Yeah. And that's, of course, the Hart, Carter Hart has been taken care of like the number one goaltender too. Listen, things change. You can be a happy, you know, happy guy one day, and that doesn't mean you're going to be the same happy guy next Saturday yeah. or next Wednesday. So, it's again, you know, there's no real reason for John early in the year to be upset. And I think he handled the press conference really well, looking out for his players, looking out for the goaltender and saying, hey, we weren't at our best. Uh, I didn't really like the flow of the games, what I heard, and, and, and some of the, um, um, the rhythm to the game for the team. And it just wasn't there today. So yeah. we tried to get things going. I thought you thought what I was thinking, too, and what we were saying, like, you know, if we get one more, we're good here. Yeah. It just never happened. The pattern never developed to get a, come all the way back. Uh, and make it interesting. And that's just sometimes the way it goes. And the power play, as you see at the bottom there, uh, it just, the power play was not good tonight. It didn't. I, I think it may have executed, but just, it, it it never gave the power play. Sometimes you can have a bad power or a good power play, and it kind of lends to your five on five after because you had some good offensive progressions and yeah. you made some shots on net. Uh, it just never, it never happened. I, the power play stymied this team, and it certainly didn't give them any offensive flair at the end of it. I'm going to go one positive thing before we sign off. We talk about the idea of money in the bank uh, and about building up trust and equity with your coach. Tippett hasn't exactly had the quantifiable results, right? Like he's not on the score sheet every game, but you see, despite the fact that that might be the case and despite the fact that he's a younger player, uh, he clearly has made a good impression on Tortorella when Tortorella kind of goes to bat for him in that press conference. And and I don't know, I, I would think that that kind of like public showing of support from your coach, especially if you're not finding the back of the net 
in the way that you might want to probably gives you a little bit of a confidence boost, you know, for when you come out the next time. If a goal scorer is not scoring, a puck's not going in, but you're playing the game the right way, it's be only a matter of time before that guy gets himself going again. But you can't lose the other good things in development in your game just because the puck's not going in. So you have to do other things well. I thought Tippett actually tonight was a pretty good hockey player at, at times. It's a couple mistakes, but he actually made some really good plays too, and I feel like he's starting to get his game together. All right, I think that's probably yep. uh, where we want to wrap for tonight. I just uh, God, I keep saying tonight. It's the afternoon. It is. We have a we have a whole like, evening ahead of us. That's right. Not together. That's why I used to like afternoon yeah, games. Yeah. Back in my day, I'd get to the bar earlier. That's what I'd say. Well, not anymore. Cause not anymore. And, that's right. <laughs> and, and by the way, I forgot to tell you, we got an email from somebody um, a couple days ago who uh, I mean, I'll I'll show I'll show, later, I'll, show yeah. I'll show you the email. But Let's not talk about it's, it. It's somebody who um no somebody mm-hmm. who was thankful for you helping them. Um, oh. I think through Bundy Recovery. Yeah, great. Which was really nice. So stay tuned for that. Apparently, there's a sponsorship thing coming. Whoa! We'll talk about it more. Oh, okay then. How about that? So we will be back on uh, Monday for the game against the Hurricanes, and we'll also be here on Wednesday um, for that game as well. Make sure you subscribe to Snow the Goalie wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them. If it's a, not one of those apps, the show is still there. You can subscribe on YouTube. We ask you very nicely: please subscribe, hit that thumbs up. It helps us, and uh, we will be back later this week with two more editions of the Press Row Show, and we'll somehow, some ways, also try to figure out a way to get a regular episode of Snow the Goalie out as well. So for Bundy, find him on Twitter at CTarian6. I'm Russ at Joy on Broad, and down somewhere in the bowels of this place is Anthony Sanfilippo at Ant Sanfilly. Big thank you to intern Andrew. Always. Let everybody have a great weekend. Hurry, we will Anthony's talk, coming. We'll get talk us to off. you soon. <laughs>